truth is, I'm supposed to be in prison. For what? Superhero stuff. What superhero are you? Peacemaker. On this episode, we discuss the John Cena action comedy extravaganza, Peacemaker. Welcome to the road home on film. Welcome back to the Road Home on Film. My name's Andy. Coming to you live to take for the Road Home from Wrestling World Headquarters of the World. And I got John with me today. What else? Not much. The world. That was a weird. Not much. Uh, <laughs> the world tried to stop me from going into work today, and I said, "Hell no! I'm going into work, whether there's an ice storm or not." Wow, yeah, we are all snowed in, and we'll get to that, I'm sure. But, John, we have to update the listeners. Um, you know, you are a detective looking for a bin thief. Yes, um, yes. And I believe there's an update on this story. Is this correct? I do have breaking news. The bin has been recovered and brought back to my department. Um, despite it being labeled, do not remove from our area, it was removed, and it's now back. So... Like I went on, like I told you guys last week, we went and found the camera footage from the security cameras, and we got photos of the the perp who stole the bin. <laughs> and it was, it was like an older gentleman, maybe like mid to late fifties, um, pepper, salt and pepper hair, uh, and he had glasses. But we knew it had to be an inside job because. No one could get back into that area unless they had a badge to get in, like, somewhere in the facility. Like, you can't just walk through the clinics without having a badge. So we're looking, we're looking. We can't find it. And so we go and we talk to one of the managers who kind of oversees the clinic side. And we're like, hey, Jen, do you know this man? And then we show her the photo, and she's like, oh, my God, that's a doctor. We're like, what? A doctor stole our bin. So we walk over to the chiropractor area of our facility and we're like, uh, excuse me, is Dr. So-and-so here? And they're like, no, why? We're like, because he stole our bin. And so like his son gets on the phone and is like trying to call him and tries to call him. Can't get a hold of him. Calls to the mom. And the mom's like, I don't know. I haven't seen your dad. And so like, we're like, oh, man, this guy's on the run. He stole our bin. And he's like clearly already through like Tennessee. He's just been driving this thing down through there. Eventually, dad mm-hmm. calls back and he's like, yeah, I have the bin at home. He's had the fucking bin at his house for the entire week. Wow. Yeah. He's like, oh, no. yeah, I just have it here. Like, what do they need it back? You think we need it back? Yeah, mother effer, we need it back. So, long story you, short, to get it back, we got the bin back. All right, and we got Mandy with us today. What's up, Mandy? Hello. How are you? I'm good. I love that story of justice. I know. Oh, that's great. Have you yeah. ever had anything stolen from you and you had to go find security footage? You mean besides my youth? Hey. I, I mean, what's what security footage you got on that? <laughs> yeah, luckily they didn't have as many cameras when we were kids. So, uh. <laughs> hey, so Mandy, we're all snowed in, right? Yeah, very much so. It's pretty nice. Yeah. 
And and uh, it isn't bad, yeah, because you know no one can come here to mess with me, and no one can come over there to mess with you, right? We can be nope. alone finally, you know, away from all people. And I'll look for footprints in the snow. You know what I mean? Like I know nobody has been here. I can tell for sure. That's good. Now, Mandy, are you update up to date on the Boba Fett show, aka the Fat Guy Show? Yes, I am. As a matter of fact. Uh, well, everyone, spoilers. Hey, for Mandalorian and uh, Boba Fett show, Baby Yoda back in the house, right, Mandy? Oh. I'm wearing Baby Yoda pajama pants right now. <laughs> what do you think of the like chainmail shirt, the little adorable chainmail shirt that the Mandalorian went through hell and back to get made? Oh, Baby Yoda. <laughs> I was just bullshit. This absolute bullshit. What, we can't have a blended family? You know what I mean? Like, there can be two dads. What's Luke? Bull? Yeah, I, I was just saying it's adorable that he got him that little shirt. Yeah, you know? he, makes, I mean, he makes them choose. He does, which is like from a kung fu movie. So oh. uh, they stole that from a kung fu movie. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's kind of cool to have him back, though, right? You know? Absolutely, yeah. He's so cute. It's great that Boba Fett show rules when Boba Fett isn't on it. You know? I like it, and I like it too. I don't know what you got against the guy. I only could think of one thing, which is, is it somehow some, like, self-loathing? Why? Because he's fat? Because he's bald. What? Whoa. I didn't even notice. I don't see hair. <laughs> You're a damn liar. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, All right. I haven't started that show, and I still... I'm not convinced that I need to. No, I think that uh, I think you need to, John. A couple, a couple, two, three episodes of complete and utter bullshit, and then it gets real good. You know? Yeah. I mean, I heard like jump into I think it was last week's episode when he's not in it at all, yeah, and it's exactly. strictly Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. You got it. Yeah, that's that's a great part of the show. <laughs> now, <laughs> now you know, Peacemaker on the other hand has not you know, changed its iteration of who's going to be in it all of a sudden and stuff like that. Um, you know, we haven't gone to Mandalorian. Um, but, um, John, did you have any actors or actresses for us this week? Gosh, do I ever. Just by the way, they're just called actors now. Oh, just oh. yeah. Well, wow. then. Yeah. Have okay. here, right? Yeah, I do have three actors to discuss. Oh, I didn't even get one of the guy's names. I guess I should do that while I'm talking about the other ones. Uh, so our first actor is Rizwan uh, Manji. Uh, he plays Jamil uh, in this show. Um, you might He's the custodian from episode one. Oh, yeah. Remember. That's why he's just yeah. like all of a sudden like it doesn't really make sense why he has Peacemaker like at his kids kindergarten classroom talking about his job. Yeah, when we'll like it's not it's not his job it's peacemaker's job um but so you might recognize him from such shows as Shit's Creek where he plays Ray Butanani um he's the the photographer he's like the go-to travel agent guy he's like the jack oh, of yeah. all trades I know who you're talking about yeah he's yeah. fun um Andy have you seen Shit's Creek yeah, we've had this discussion, not in a public forum. Um, I don't get it. Like, it doesn't make me laugh. And so I know everybody says it's the funniest thing ever. 
I just watch it and I am like, okay, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not in on the joke, John. Well, my nose is, my nose is up to you right now. Yeah, me too. I'm looking down my nose. That's fine. Uh, you might also recognize him uh, from The Magicians, where he plays Tick Pickwick. <laughs> that okay. is a surreal name. And you might also know him from a movie that Andy loved, The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. <laughs> I did love that movie. <laughs> where he plays Maple Leaf. That's a really funny, like, 70s ex- exploitation-type movie. It's pretty funny. It's, it's uh, I can't remember who the main guy is, but he's, like, the, the cowboy from, um, from the it's, Pickle uh, Bowski. It's guy. Sam. Sam uh, Donald. It's Sam. It's not Sam Waterston. It's not Sam Donald. He's it's very Sam wrinkly. Something. Yeah, that guy. Um, yes, he's fantastic. And uh, he's actually been in that show, 1883, that I was watching till I quit my paramount um thing so uh yeah you know he's pretty good uh, I, don't know, I don't know about this janitor guy but yeah <laughs> yeah the janitor guy i do not believe is in 1883 but he might make a guest appearance <laughs> uh and someone else who's not in 1883 uh rochelle Greenwood. She plays Officer Peggy. Uh, you might know her from such classic films as Deadly Intentions, again, where she plays Nora. Uh, also from Rise and Shine, Benedict Stone, where she plays <laughs> Jenny Stone. Like that's kind of like that's kind of like it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we got uh, another one of those people oh, today. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Uh, Gosh, I can't even think of the guy who directs all of these, but he literally just went and like watched a bunch of Hallmarks movies during the pandemic and was like, all these guys are so good at acting. Let's bring them in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also might recognize Rochelle from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, where she plays Shirley Jackson. No, never watched no? that. No. I didn't watch it either. No. Uh, and our last actor is Kevin O'Grady, who plays Officer Johnson. Uh, you might recognize him from such Hallmark classics as Homegrown <laughs> Christmas, where he plays Trent. Uh, every Every Christmas has a story, where he plays Doug. <laughs> or sometimes you do have to have summer stuff and a summer romance, mm-hmm. where he plays Buck Roberts. <laughs> wow. Buck <laughs> Roberts. What Buck. a name. Uh, have well, you ever thought of wanting to name one of your kids Buck? Um, like if you had kids? Well, there was Buck Rogers, and uh, he was really cool when I was a kid, um, but he was losing his coolness. So, like, uh, I don't know. I can't think of another. Uh, Uncle Buck? And he was, yeah. like, a nice guy, but he was kind of a scumbag at the same time, too. No, I'm not going to. No. What is Buck short for? Uh, Buckaroo? Buckaroo? I'm gonna say Buchanan. That's not Buckaroo. Buchanan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sam like Elliott is who we were think, trying to think of earlier. There you go. That guy's awesome. That'd be kind of tough on a kid, don't you think? Growing up with the word "buck" as your name, because it rhymes a lot, like with, with duck. It does. Yeah, and and shucks and things like that. I think you don't even have to do the whole like. You know, banana, banana, man, fo fuck. You don't even have to do that with his name. It's like automatic. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> whatever that song is. So, wow, 
Well, um, yeah, that's the thing that happened there. So now we did get an email this week. Uh, you know, the email, as John has told us, and we all know John curates the emails for us. And uh, mm -hmm. the it's like it's like there's so many unread emails and there's like thousands of them because we get so many every day that we just yeah. it's like Santa Claus. So, you know, um, but we got one all the way from the faraway land of Australia, right? Um, and the we land have a down list. under. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, there's a song about that. And uh, it's from a listener whose name is Luke, AKA Grumpy is what it says here. And uh, mm -hmm. here is the, uh, the email, it says, good day mates. In Australia, we call the power hour, the Centurion, which goes for a hundred minutes, a shot of beer every minute. And here it says, I love kangaroos, Luke. So that's from our buddy from Luke from Australia. Really nice of him to uh, write in. And uh, I don't know. I think that the power hour, see, Mandy, on one of the other episodes, me and John were talking about power hour. You know what that is, right, Mandy? Uh, is it wrestling related? No, it's a beer, a shot of beer a minute for 100 minutes power or for 60 minutes. So I missed that. That came after. So he's saying that Australia is way better than America, and it is in a lot of ways. They got the kangaroos, as we said, but they also do the Centurion, which is a hundred minutes. All right, John. I mean, maybe time just is different down there, and maybe a oh, hundred minutes is an hour. It down goes there. the other way, like the, yeah, like it goes you know how reverse, the toilets yeah. the toilets go yeah. the other way, so those do too. Yeah, ours um, go clockwise, and theirs goes counterclockwise because they're living in the past, man. <laughs> it's the other way around actually. <laughs> he was emailing every time i talk to him he's coming to me from the future yeah yeah what a well. carbonation you know like it's gonna make you really super bloated you're doing shots of of beer right like you put it in a shot glass right uh-huh you just what happened to doing shots of like whiskey or tequila you well, want to do that every minute for an hour Oh, yeah, the the idea, Mandy, is that this is one of those like bar tricks where it's like, oh. you know, someone who's had had a beer or two and you tell them you can't do a shot of beer a minute for 60 minutes. They go, I can fucking do that. Give me that. And it's way harder than you think it is. You know what I mean? So like that's the idea. Yeah. It's kind of like when people say, hey, can you can you drink a gallon of milk in 30 minutes? And they end up projectile vomiting, you know, so mm -hmm. or a, a spoon oh, yeah. of uh, cinnamon. <laughs> yes, I've seen that in person, actually. I've done it. It's not fun. No, yeah, the guy was really hurting, for yeah, sure. It's dangerous because it literally hits your mouth and then just coats all of it. And you can't <laughs> swallow. Like, the only thing to do is to cough it out. And it's, yeah, it's not good. One time, um, Mandy's husband, Lee, he... Uh, he really likes hot stuff and he's got like the he's really tolerant to it where when not all of us are you know and he has this like powder it's like a spice it's like the hottest shit of all time and it's just for and he put it on popcorn and so i put I, I was like i'm gonna try some of this and i put it put the popcorn in my hand and i tipped it up to put it in my mouth and just poured the shit right in my eyes oh jeez <laughs> i yeah, was he, so <laughs> I was laughing though while it was happening because it yeah. was pretty funny. So yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yes, Mandy. No, nope. I was just saying good times, you know? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it's fun watching the ones we love suffer. So uh, next we have, of course, 
our review of Peacemaker episode six. And, uh, you know, we're keeping in the uh, tradition of stupid puns. This one's called Mern After Reading. You get it? Like, I do. The, like the same Burn After Reading or that right. movie? Right. I don't remember the movie, though. It's uh, it's the worst of the, you know, like um, Coen Brothers movies. It's not very good, you know. Oh, it's a Coen Brothers film. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's not very good. It's like it's their one of their worst ones, which it still means it's an amazing movie compared to like, I don't know, you know, Aquaman or something like that. But it's uh, you know, <laughs> how dare you? Hey, uh, I, me and John, we need to talk about movies because I saw some cool movies. Uh, over the past couple of days when we've been snowed in. But that's not time to talk about that right now. We're here to talk about Peacemaker. So uh, Peacemaker, this episode starts off burn after reading, as I said. And it turns out that Harcourt, she knew that Mern was a butterfly. And Mern is the leader of a peaceful faction of butterflies that won't stop the or that, that want to stop the bad ones. And they're from taking over the world leaders. And so, like, but the idea is they're going to fight the evil ones by taking over their own world leaders, all right, to do this. So they're big hypocrites, right? And everybody knows now, you know, in our gang, everybody knows that the, the Murs of Butterfly, except for Peacemaker and Waller, and they tease something about a cow, which we'll talk about later. Um, Mandy, did you catch all this? I mean, what's going on here with this Mur guy? Okay, so Mern has an alien in his head, but it's right. a good alien. That's what and he's saying, yes. That's what he's saying. And I guess Harcourt just figured it out because she's really fucking smart. And yes. then asked him some questions, and then he caved and confessed. But then she trusted him and believed what he was saying. So then she started helping him. Right. And, you know... <sighs> I'm confused about this a little bit just because one of my favorite characters is the Swede and the Swede is this like bad guy. That's like, he's like a fixer for Mern, we think. And and when we first hear about him, it, it's actually, um, you know, we think that he is the guy that judo masters talking about judo masters. Like, Oh, we have a guardian angel and the next scene smash cut right to that guy. So we think, Oh, well, that's the guy, right? Well, mm -hmm. so we're thinking, Oh, he's a heel. But then we learned that Mern is a butterfly, so he's definitely healed because he was Mer meeting with Mern. But then Mern's a good guy, so now this guy turns face off camera, all right? And so this goes on throughout this episode to the point where they actually call it out in the dialogue, and we'll get to that at one point. John? Well, what doesn't make sense is if Mern is a good guy, why did he go after um, – I'm totally blanking on her name. Like why did he go after the other agent that was with him? If he isn't a bad guy, like, why do you, like, literally, like, throw her out of the building oh, and well, fight her in the rain? For, for dramatic purposes, so that we could end on the cliffhanger last week with her on the ground looking up at him going, oh, no, I'm in danger, right. you know, and so that we can pick up right there and him and him go, oh, well, we're not, I'm not going to kill you. Right. It didn't make it. And, like, so Harcourt learned it, like, three days prior that he was I, a butterfly because she learned she picked up that knowledge at the governor's house when the bomb went off in Mern's face. So literally that was like four days ago. And so in those four days, she's like, I'm cool. We're cool, dude. I don't, I don't. Whatever. 
whatever. We don't need to know all the plot holes, I guess, or we don't need to point them all out. Well, that's <laughs> that's fun though. So all right. Yeah. So, so then but we it didn't make sense. Then we get to see the peacemaker at career day, basically, at a school. And um, this very same scene, we cover this very same scene in the uh, the spy movie with with uh, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Or no, was it? Uh, it was Batista. It was Batista. Oh, <laughs> he showed up, and Mandy in this movie, it was called uh, what was that called? My Spot. In that yeah. movie, they have instead of it just being called Career Day, it was called Careers and Special Friends Day, so that they could have <laughs> Batista show up there. And not but the, have, but then he talked about his career. <laughs> Fucking yeah, I hated that movie so that much. That movie sucked. It was so bad. So, right, so it's career day. Peacemaker's up in front of a class, and this is pretty funny. Um, you know, he's he's telling the kids about his his grand victory over the the arch villain Kite Man, and it's a pretty funny scene. One kid calls him a loser, and one asks about his origin story. We see flashback glimpses of peacemaker killing his brother you know and uh by the way past white dragon has a fucking sick mullet did you guys like his mullet oh yeah i don't think i saw and it, I it. Had matching mullets too yes, three mullets um <laughs> so uh mandy there's a kid in the class who has a theory about cena and and maybe her parentage of his did you catch all this here uh, remind me. So there's a kid. <laughs> so no. Well, John, you got this? No, I don't. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck you guys. So that's it. There's a little girl who's like, Hey, do you remember someone named Janet or something like that? She used to live at such and such road and seen the lights up. And he's like, Oh yeah. Like I love, I haven't seen her in years. How's she doing? And she's like, she's my mom. I think maybe you're my dad. And it like, that ends the scene, you know? How did I miss oh, that? I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, well, it was, did you guys think this show was, the scene was funny? I did, John. I did. I, I liked him interacting with the little kids and little kids just being brutally honest. Like they usually are. They'll tell you like it is. Mandy, I think one of my favorite things, and I definitely know one of your favorite things, is little kids interacting with professional wrestlers. I mean, that's usually a good time, right? Oh, absolutely. Can they you remember? Asked. Yeah, one of our buddies, uh, Hollywood Adam Swayze, would always get kids so angry at him, you know, and uh, and make fun of the kids right to their face. That's got to feel good. Yeah, and this one little kid even had a uh, matching jacket that he wore. And Adam Swayze walked over to him and was basically like, fuck your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kid needs to get his own shit, clearly, you know. So uh, yeah. well, that was good stuff. So, all right. <laughs> we also learn here. All right. So one kid thinks Peacemaker's real dad. And we get this walk and talk scene like it's fucking Aaron Sorkin show. It's between Cena and the janitor. And they're, you know, cameras going back and forth as they're walking down the hallway. And, and I'm thinking that the West Wing's happening or some shit. And it's like, it's from, and it's the janitor from the very beginning. Welcome back, buddy. And we learned that Peacemaker was there as a favor to him. And that's kind of it. So you're right, John. This scene is, means nothing, right? Yeah, it was just kind of thrown in there, which is fine because it was funny. But do you, do you think that that scene maybe um, 
what like could have been for an earlier episode and it just didn't like they just stuck it here you know seems like it could have been you know in the first episode did he do him a favor early on in that first did they did he owe him a favor I don't know. He helped him get out of the hospital. I yeah. guess technically he helped him, quote, escape, even though he was allowed to leave on his own. Right. Not their buddies. Yeah, I don't or, know. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. You know, Peacemaker's got all these people who want to be his friend, and he just is like, eh, fuck you. You know, what a jerk. So, um, right. well, seeing his dad gets out of jail, and the Swede is pissed off because the female cop went over his head. Remember in the last episode, her like, you know, Judge Judy was like her uncle's sister's brother or some shit. And she yep. went there. She got the search warrant, went over his head. Um, <clears throat> and we have been like really like, OK, the Swede, he's a serious character. We don't know if he's face or heel, but he's a serious character. And all of a sudden he busts out physical comedy. And it's not even funny, John. It's not even funny. Not all the jokes land, remember? Well, why is he telling jokes? It would have been more fun if he didn't do jokes. I don't know. I'm upset with this. Because um, there's no one in this cast who's just like a straight shooter. Yeah, they can't. Even the like bug is cracking jokes and it can't even talk, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so all right. <clears throat> so he's a comedian now uh, since he turned face off screen. And then uh, that's Boo. And then we got uh, Cena's dad vows to kill his son. Uh, we get uh, back at the trailer. This is where Cena is feeding his pet Eagly in the butterfly. Now, I just want to let folks know it's kind of tough to take notes on this show because they really do like they don't show a scene. They show part of a scene, then part of another scene at a different location, then part of that other scene that you were just watching, then part of the other one. And they constantly are going back and forth between scenes. So sometimes you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to tell everything as it happens, um, you know, in sequence, but sometimes it's impossible. Just saying. It's hard. It's complicated. Yeah. yeah. I think I'll be okay, but... Uh, You're doing good, though. Oh, thank you. That's what I was looking for. There we go. Awesome. So, affirmation, you know, that I'm doing good. I need that. But um, do you guys, uh, you know, this... Like, Eagly's pretty funny. John, have you caught on to this joke that they're doing with Eagly where he doesn't like flying? Like, he doesn't want to fly? I don't think I've noticed because I feel like Eagly always flies away and comes back with like gifts. Well, he's, he's very much like, like a present guy. He acts like a dog. And and what I mean is that, you know how a dog wants you to carry him, you know, just for no reason. The dog's like, no, nah, carry me. That's what that's what he does to John Cena. And, you know, there's a and he want there's a point where they jump in the car later and he has to throw Eagly out of the front seat. into the back yeah. seat. Yes. Yeah. He's in there. He's yeah. like, no, like a dog would be. I think it, that's a joke that's happening. So anyway. <clears throat> that the eagles like his dog. Yes, yes. And it acts like a dog more than it does a uh, <clears throat> a uh, eagle. So uh, anyway, but um, Harcourt justifies her belief in Mern. And uh, back at HQ, we're talking all about this. And then John Cena does unfunny things. I don't remember what those are. And the team follows a lead as we see Leota hasn't called her partner. All that happens in like a minute. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like too much stuff going on here. <clears throat> so, but we're ready for our big scene here. Okay. So we got, um, you know, something going on here. This is what I thought was going on here. And I was wrong. So we got the, the cops are leaving the station to go raid Cena's house. Then we get the dad who's like, I'm going to go kill Cena. 
And I, I thought, okay, well, all three of these factions are going to converge right there at Cena's trailer. But that's not kind of what happens. And they try to do a knock fake out thing to start the scene, but it's just vigilante. And then. And then they have playful banter. I don't. And I just, this, I don't understand. Like, if you follow the logic of where this is trying to take us, it doesn't go there. You know what I mean? It's like, it's all chopped up this episode. So just my opinion. I don't like it. So, um, so we get this big raid at the trailer, right? And uh, we get the knock fake out. It's vigilante. We learn that the butterfly is Goth, the leader of the evil butterfly faction. So Mandy, that means that, that Goth is the, <laughs> so the, the evil butterfly leader is Goth. And that is the one that John Cena has. The good quote unquote butterfly leader is Mern or is the, the butterfly that's in Mern's body. So what do you think about this faction nonsense? Well, it's funny because that the little evil um, butterfly was drawing a peace sign on the jar. So pretty manipulative. He's cracking jokes too. He's got jokes. <laughs> yeah. They, so, like a serious dude. Now, Cena and Vigilante are not very smart, but they do devise a rudimentary communication system to talk to the butterfly. And um, and they have this um, double, like like I said, there's like this double ticking clock going on, but it isn't. That's what I thought was going on while they're arguing. They're like building this tension while they're arguing. And you th I think like all these people are going to show up, but they don't. Just my opinion. I don't know. John? Uh, I mean, they yeah, they're doing this whole like back and forth, like just asking yes or no questions. And then Vigilante being Vigilante asks like these super obscure, like what's your favorite color? Is it turquoise or is it Marion red? And Cena's like, no, I said yes or no questions. And like, yeah, it's just a tension that's obviously building to something. Yes, I don't know. It, it, so we get the raid finally. The cops show up. And Vigilante answers the call from Mern warning him because John Cena doesn't answer his phone because they threw it out the fucking window or something earlier. And, uh, you know, and, Vigil and you know, Vigilante, of course, answers his phone because he he wants attention. <laughs> so <laughs> it reminds me of me. I usually answer my phone when people uh, call. So um, probably because it's in my hand because I'm addicting to it. But, um, you know. They're trying to escape, and Eagly doesn't want to fly out the top window, so Cena has to throw him. <laughs> Literally just chucks Snop onto the roof. <laughs> that was funny. Cop busts down the door, and I'm immediately thinking to myself, the fucking diary, right? I mean, that was the first thing I was thinking of, was like, oh my god, what was the diary? We're finally getting to get an answer about that. Did you guys catch on to that? Yeah. I did. Yep. Awesome. The one now, cop uh, found it and opened it up, and was reading it and looked very concerned. <laughs> well, now it said that it was a NWO type manifesto, the New World Order, um, you know, which is from wrestling. So yeah, with like Kevin Nash and right. Scott Hall. I wonder if he's Wolfpack or Black and White. We don't know, you know. So okay. definitely, definitely Black and White. If he's like, yeah. if it's like an evil version. Because Wolfpack yeah. was badass. They were, they were babyface. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Orale Vatos of Viva La Raza. It's true. So uh, Goff gets free in all the shenanigans because, like you said, the cop finds the Planet Diary. They're trying to escape. And uh, the female cop enters the movie or the TV show because we finally hear her name. 
she's finally name checked. Sophie, great. Uh, they may have said it before and never noticed. So Sophie is now the female cop's name. Awesome. And so she's kind of like, <clears throat> you know, she's the main character of these cops, right? So she's in the back and she catches on to that they're escaping through the back. Um, Eagly and Vigilante attack the police to help cover their escape and they kill a bunch of people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Eagly is some vicious, I mean, vicious motherfucker. He's like scary. He's ripping out eyeballs and Even, throats. And... Yeah, Vigilante said, damn, Eagly's hardcore. <laughs> and that's Vigilante saying that. You know, I, I thought that was pretty funny because, yes, uh, Eagly has been very docile the whole show. And like, just kind of the worst thing we've seen him do is complain a little bit like, hey, I'm not doing that. But other than that, you know, we haven't seen him fight anybody, and uh, he is deadly, it turns out. Very deadly. Um, John, you know who else is deadly? Who? The Swede! Because the Swede shows up and saves the day, but he's heel again. He, like, turns face by saving the day, all right? He's already faced, so he's been faced because he turned face earlier. Then he turns heel again because now, for some reason, we're supposed to be, like, upset with him when he kills cops. Eagly and Vigilante just murdered cops. Eagly did so by eating their fucking face, all right? But because the Swede is executing people in execution style, that's bad? How is this? It's the whole, like, talking out of both sides of your mouth. Like, you say one thing and believe another, and they oppose each other. like the, the protection of the diary was the most important thing. Yes, but even but, at this point, I still thought that he was a was a butterfly. Well, he is. The sweet well, is. He wasn't. No, not yeah. He's not a butterfly. He one hundred percent is a butterfly. He is he the good, he's the good butterfly. Um, you know, he's being controlled by Mern, and we know Mern has, you know, his other butterflies that follow him, and there's one of them. So, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that he's got the butterfly in his head, but maybe not. I, no, I don't does. think so. I don't think so. Uh, okay, I just assumed he did. Like when but he she... was in the office talking to Sophie, at, right when he first meets her, you know, and he's taken over the position, I assume at that point that he has a butterfly in his head. Right. That's what right. I assume, but, but he didn't. This, ep- this episode tells us different. Later. Yeah, but we don't. Yeah, we don't know how it works when a butterfly is already in there and another butterfly uh, tries to uh, go uh, in. We have no idea how that works. So, I mean, oh, Andy yeah. trying to use logic over here. Jeez. Uh, well, I was just mad that, that I was mad that they're mad at the Swede for killing people because they're all like, "Oh my God, did you see what he did?" And and this is when Vigilante destroys Cena's phone. They're in the car. I love these cheesy car scenes where it's like clearly a green screen behind them and they're like moving their hands a little bit on the wheel. It just reminds me of the 80s and 90s and that was in every TV show. So I love that. Um, those are just missing from these days. But uh, Vigilante points out the hypocrisy of saying that the Swede is a heel. But then the Swede turns face again and makes Hamburglar jokes. <sighs> <laughs> I don't oh, know crap. what's happening. So he was he's the description. Right. That was Probably. a weird scene, wasn't it? Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. I yeah. 
Like, basically, what happens is Sophie shows up and sees all the murdered people, and you know, and and her partners with her, and they're like, and Sophie's been taken over by Goth, all right, at this point, and so because of that, she is like a robot, right? Um, and so she walks up and is like, "What happened here?" And and fucking what's his name describes the the sweetie describes the hamburger, and they just they just let him walk away. So. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that, I I think that's actually kind of realistic considering what everything that just went on. Everyone's probably in like a haze of uncertainty, and now reality is sort of up for grabs, and they're probably dissociating a little bit because that was all pretty traumatic. So it would make sense to me that somebody could say something about a hamburger or the hamburger, and and everyone would just be like nodding, like uh huh, hamburger, uh huh. Yeah, that I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I, I think that after after experiencing something like that, if you just saw all that, you're not really, com you're, not, you're not retaining information at that point or making any sense at all. Yeah, I don't know. I think that if I was in like a, a situation like that and somebody came over and started asking me questions, if I'm going to describe someone, it, it's going to be Grimace, right? <laughs> just saying. He's easier to describe. So, um. Okay, John, is this when we get our scene? Or it is. All right, it awesome. Is. So, John, um, you have, before the show, let us know that you had some uh, a scene that you and Mandy are going to read for us. And this will be the scene where Vigilante and Cena are fleeing the scene after the Swede has just killed a bunch of people and they're pointing out some hypocrisy. Um, are you guys ready for this I am. dramatic reading? Mandy, did you? I just sent you. I forgot the very top lines. So technically, the lines that I just sent you will be the very beginning, and then we'll go back to where we oh, the original oh, text. I know. I'm so sorry. Really <laughs> fucked me up. Well, I'll try to. Uh, I'll try to feed them to you if uh, we start screwing up. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you Here guys we ready? Here we go. <gasps> okay. I'm sibilance, ready. Sibilance. Sibilance. <laughs> All right. Vigilante. And scene. You're a little intense right now. Like, I don't want to be uncool, but your face really looks weird when you go into all those various ang uh, angry positions. It's like I'm looking at Dracula. Oh, fuck. What the fuck are we caught up in, man? That guy just excited those dudes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, audio. Autocorrect. Excuse yes, me. Yes, excited. <laughs> Sorry. I know. Sorry. How fucking cool is that? <laughs> You're just excited. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I know. How fucking cool is that? Okay, scrolling up, scrolling up. <laughs> it wasn't cool at all. Well, that's a little judgmental. One of them is fucking unconscious, man. Dude. We're saving the world from a fucking alien invasion. It's everything we've ever wanted. Not what I wanted. The bigger question is, what's going on with you? Me? We used to go out, kill bad dudes. Boom, boom, boom. No problem. We accidentally killed the wrong person. Ah, shoot. Bummer. That stinks. And then we moved on. Now, suddenly, you've got this weird new age belief that it's all sacred. Give me the phone. Give me your phone. It could have been here any minute. This is right after we threw the phone out. And so Cena's, or Peacemaker's like, give me the phone. All right. 
They could have been you here. You smashed mine. Oh you God. smashed mine. I'm using yours. <laughs> mine isn't secure. I don't give a fuck. <sighs> How do you know my password? I know my own birthday, dude. <laughs> Taylor Swift, sexy butt. What? Your last search. Oh, no, that's um, just because I wanted to see some pictures of her sexy butt. Fancy. Wow. Wow. And we can all agree that Taylor Swift has a sexy butt. So that's Does very she good. even have a butt? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know who does. she is anyway. So. Yeah, um, you do. Do I? Yeah. I love T-Swift. Swift. Okay. I didn't know you guys were you're on a a brev uh you know relationship with her where you get to call her T Swift. Yeah. You know? Well, me and Vigilante are basically one and the same. We're two pieces of There there's a wrestler in um this uh company in Japan called Gleet, and the wrestler's name is T Hawk. So same thing. No. Yeah. All right. So so that was pretty good, guys. I think uh, you know, if if could have done better, a little better, maybe some practice or something like that, you know. Uh, maybe if the person taking the notes just looked them over once before he put them in there, you know. Just saying. Hey, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, dudes are getting excited, all right. So I guess that's good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that was pretty fun. Um, we're back at HQ, and Mern knows about the diary. Holy shit! They argue, and Mern learns about the Swede killing cops. Agent John was following the lead from earlier and has a hit on the raw nectar. So they had a, you know, a lead earlier. Oh, the raw nectar is getting something, something, you know? And uh, so this is like, oh, I'm typing in computer something, something. We can go to this place and this is where the thing will be. That's what I hear when I watch the show. (laughs) When they do plot points, that's what I hear. All right, John. Uh, you wanna you get get some? Uh, you want your dog on the podcast? Or, uh, <laughs> no, I'm trying to get him to go away. <laughs> I mean, he wants to be on. Clearly. <laughs> did you hear the loud boom of his toy bouncing across? I did. I did. Across I did. Oh well, thank God he brought it back. All right, good, good. <laughs> well, it sounds like someone's been clipping their nails this whole episode. <laughs> <That's>, and I'm <laughs> assuming it's the dog. So. It might just be my headset. I don't know. That's- so there's a scene with the cops, and it's pretty funny, and I don't remember what it is. Is this after Sophie uh, gets the butterfly inside of her, and then she um, she calls she got, a friend. Yeah, she calls. She makes a collect call, and uh, and then there's some more butterflies that that show up. Well, is that uh, this scene? No, I was going to get to that, but you guys always want to jump the gun. It's fine. Wow, I was was... trying to help you figure out what scene we were at. Uh, Well, well, you know, don't don't help that way. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) So. All right, so we learn about the cow. The cow is a nectar mother-type creature that they milk the nectar from, and Cena suspects something is going on and makes weird faces. So this is at HQ, and they're basically talking about how there's like a mother- creature a mother butterfly but they drink its milk or i don't know it's going to be some giant gross thing i'm sure that they're going to make explode and pieces of it are going to go everywhere i'm looking forward to that part but i don't want to hear about it you know so um so all right now john it's your it's time for your favorite time montage time and this is when we get this awesome scene of the fleet of butterflies 
showing up in the woods to meet Sophie slash Goff and take over the police force, the prison, and the sweet! Everyone. Sweet turns heel again! He's like the big show. I've never seen yeah. so many heel turns in one night. Oh my god! It's constantly. And then we see the white dragon gear up, and that's a big yikes, guys. Big yikes. Yeah. Well, at least they're not wearing, like, straight-up KKK hoods. Like, that's good. But, yeah, it's not great. Mm-hmm. But at yeah. least the, I, the naked girl so- had put her hood on, so, you know? Yeah. That's right. That's, that's what he likes, I guess. What were you going to say, Mandy? Oh, well, we thought he was going to go kill John Cena, but yeah. that actually where he was going was to get a blowjob first. Remember, he said that. So He did say that. It's true, which is I should have I should have believed him. You know, I mean, yeah. I assumed, you know, that he was not going to do what he said he was doing. I just figured he would have got that done in prison. I mean, why not? You know, so. It's, on the topic uh, of his dad, um, I'm looking at a book right here called Senior Sociopaths, How to Recognize and Escape Lifelong Abusers. Sounds like a light read. Yeah, right. But I think I really feel like Peacemaker needs this book. <clears throat> yeah. Now. I, it does bring up an interesting topic, too, Mandy, is that like last week or maybe it was two weeks ago, we were talking about a particular very specific subject of research. Um, you were talking about how, you know, when there's abuse, sometimes there's a chemical that can be released into the placenta while the, the child is in utero that, that fucks their brain up. And we didn't know, like, like if that were to happen, if it's a butt baby and you said you were going to do the research. So did we learn? I have to say that there's a high chance that it is a butt baby. Okay. All right. Mm. So so it does happen with butt babies too. Good to know. Um, okay. Well, just want to educate folks. And I want to follow yeah. up to those big I questions that we asked. I definitely did my thorough research, research on that. And that was the conclusion. So okay. there you go. I, I believe you. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So Leota discusses her guilt with her partner and might bail on everybody. Oh no. No, she's not going to bail. There's only two episodes left. She's not going nowhere. Right. No, she's going to fall asleep and then the wife's going to wake up and she'll be gone. (gasps) Oh my God. What a class. Would she get a note or no note? She'd get a note. What do you think, Mandy? No, 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 no. Oh, leave a note. Will she leave a note or not? No. Okay, won't. no notes. So I think there'll just be a picture. Uh, uh, it'll be that iPad sitting there, and she'll leave a picture of her vulva there. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think that that's what she would do. I mean, that's what I would do, you know, so. Of your vulva? I mean, if I had one, you know, I'd be <laughs> proud of it. So, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. All right, so we get Amelia Harcourt and Chris bonding moments. Oh, God. They, they like, say each other's names. And it's all sexy and stuff. And Cena has guilt, and this parallels Leota, and he doesn't want to kill anymore. And then out of nowhere, this saves this episode. Up until this moment, I'm pretty upset about this episode. I'm like, okay, this kind of sucks. There's some funny shit, but not much. 
And then out of nowhere, John Cena sits at a piano and starts playing oh. Home Sweet Home oh. on the piano. Oh. <laughs> I lost it. I just I was like holding my face and just laughing. And Lee, and Lee and I were watching it together, and he was doing the same. I was like, of course that's what he's going to play. Of course. Now, what, Mandy, what song was he playing? Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. And uh, I'm not familiar. Is, yeah, I guess you're too young. I don't know. Um, Mandy used to play this song on the piano all the time. <laughs> it was, it was a, you know, it's like, um, I, it's like Stairway to Heaven of piano. You know, that song kind of was. It was like one of those ones that like a lot of people would sit down and play. Which that's an added funny part. And the what makes this even funnier is that they're cutting around John Cena's hands the whole time, but then they'll show him playing a, a couple notes, but then they make it clear. It's not him. <laughs> and then they, and then they show it's him, but there's really funny parts because he has this whole arrangement that he's put together. It's this whole song and he just plays the whole thing. It's like three minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, are we really doing this? Like, is he, <laughs> yeah, we're doing the whole. Okay. And then, I said to Lee, I bet you Andrew's going to have some opinions as to whether um, John Cena can actually play the piano. (laughs) I'm going to say no, but you never know. Sometimes people have secret hidden talents, you know? Well, Mandy, John Cena is known for being like a machine as far as like, like right now he's, he's learning Chinese and like you'll see pictures of him on on like social media. Someone had him, you know, as their their uh, customer at a restaurant, and he's sitting there doing his flashcards. Like the guy's a machine, and just like will learn anything. So I would wager he knows the song inside and out on piano. But they do the, but they intentionally make it look like it's not him playing, just because it's funny to do that. <laughs> but then they show him playing it. You know, I I just. John Cena is one of those guys that'll learn another language if he needs to. He'll do whatever he needs to do, um, including step on probably whoever he needs to at the same time. I'm not sure, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yes, who he is. So let's see here. I thought this was funny. John, did you get this? Did you think this was funny? I did not. I think this is what took me out <laughs> of the episode. Because <laughs> I think I was feeling it. And then I was like, actually, what I really thought was, why is this episode still going? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I thought they could have ended it perfectly. I think we talked about this last week. They could have ended it perfectly after uh, Sophie took all the butterflies into the police station and turned all, like everyone, even the prison, like the prison, the inmates into butterflies. That's where it should have ended. But then they're like, nope, we got to go another 15 minutes. And so when they threw this in there, I was like, what are we doing? Just wrap it up. Yeah. 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 They, well, they I like the butterfly scene. That was really cool. Yeah, that's, but that's those. where it should have ended. You're right, because that was pretty powerful. And then now we got fucking John Cena playing some hillbilly show tune. I thought it was funny. Hillbilly show tune. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Um, So, you know, but I get your perspective too, John. Even though, I respect it, even though I think it's a piece of crap opinion, you know. But, well, you uh, thought it last week. You thought I did. That should have ended like at a certain scene and it just well, keeps going. I thought that this week too, but then they redeemed themselves with this funny scene. So, you know, but it's fine. So uh, this uh, this whole episode ends with a press conference about Peacemaker's diary. 
the Swede explains to the press that Peacemaker thought all these people were aliens, but he's just a crazy murderer. Unbelievable. Well, no, it's not. Is that it? Or I'm thinking of the preview because the preview for next week's episode has Judah Master back. Oh, I didn't watch the preview. Because I yeah. just cover the stuff that happens during the week, John. I don't, well, I'm not trying well, to, you know, skip trying to get ahead of everybody. Oh no, I thought that that's where the episode ended was Judo Master like coming in the window like surprise him back. No. Oh. no. Was he jerking oh. off outside the house just like vigilante? <laughs> Might have been. Probably. Did you see the back of that trailer? There was just splooge marks. <laughs> we did see the back of the trailer. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Mandy, what did you think of uh, Mern After Reading? I liked it. It was fun. I had a good time. You know, a lot of laughs. Um, I, and it's tears? Sometimes. The tears from laughing, I think, when he started playing uh. that song on the piano. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, something that has kind of come up is, like, they they really are, like, making fun of of racist type remarks and they're kind of making fun of um they're they're pointing out that that stuff isn't okay by by laughing about it and making it jokes you know so we're using a lot of i don't know derogatory comments towards women but it's funny you know so it's like part of it is hilarious but then part of it's like is everyone going to understand that this is a joke? Like, does everybody watching this get that we're not actually normalizing this type of stuff? I mean, I think you kind of asked me about it a couple episodes ago. And it's, I started to look for that now since you asked me that. But I don't know what to think about that. I think this episode does a good job of pointing out kind of what you're saying. Because even when Sophie is releasing uh, Peacemaker's dad... She's like cracking jokes at him, like about her race. Like she wanted to make sure that if we're going to make jokes about like my race, I'm going to get the last laugh here. Like not you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think they're she even. She botches the joke. She botches the joke then. So like, what does that uh, say? Her partner botched. Her partner. Yeah, her partner botched oh, it the most. Whatever. Because he, because the white man thought he had to get the last laugh. Exactly. And, then and she's just, like, I had that. Like, I was good, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and the the other thing, too, is that Cena's dad is like the racism that he uses is the same racism that, um you know, like I heard in like sixth grade on the playground. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. So it's it's um like I, it's like he hasn't mentally grown up. He's still yeah, like, yes. as a child. He is stunted for sure. Yeah, um, right. It's like emotional underdevelopment and immaturity. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's funny or not either. So, um, but, it, you know, there's definitely stuff that's funny. This episode, I, you know, I don't know, John, what'd you think of this episode? Um, I thought it was fine. I'm going to be honest. I'm ready for to see what, what happens at the end here. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm I, hoping that these next I, two episodes are only 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I think I got overwhelmed with like I got overwhelmed but excited when they dumped like the three episodes right out the gate and I was like hell yeah I'm on board, but now having to wait I'm like no like let's let's get this show on the road let's see what happens here let's find out the ending. But yeah. I will say uh, I think I had read James Gunn that's the director right? 
Sure is. Okay, I was gonna call him Tim Gum, but that's the guy from Project Runway, not this show. Uh, but someone like made a really good point. Like uh, Tim, or call him Tim Gunn again. James Gunn was given basically all of the like C characters in DC and was like, hey, here you go, see what you can do. And he's putting out like a much better product than the whoever's like getting the task of giving the A characters good movies and storylines. And he's just That's like, right. I, I think he's doing a really good job of showing like, hey, you can take like not super well-known characters and have a good show and like a good run. Like he did it with the Suicide Squad and he's doing it with this. And Guardians of the Galaxy, same thing. Yeah, Guardians Those of the Galaxy, like literally a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. So he has a really good like eye for using these like nobodies and giving them good thought provoking stories that you know mean something well i don't know how, how thought provoking it is yeah but we'll i know see, i know what you're saying yeah, so, uh, yeah uh but uh the, he's doing a good job with these characters that's for sure and i'm i'm happy you know uh that this is a thing i just i don't know if i get to the end of this if i'm ever going to want to go back and watch any of it except for the first episode i thought the first episode was awesome but like i said even in that episode when we were talking about it the laws of diminishing returns are a big deal with this show for me where it's just okay i've heard all the jokes you can tell me now you know what i mean like i don't know to me like like i don't like sitcoms because it's like how many jokes can you tell me not 17 seasons worth okay i mean please for the love of god stop at some point but it's just, it's just they become so lazy and shitty and terrible and so like that show, this show hopefully has a great ending that they're heading towards. I'm interested to see it. We got two episodes left, guys. Mandy, any predictions? I have no idea what's going to happen. I think John? we're saving we're saving the big final battle for the last episode. Or next week we kill off racism, and then we save the last episode <laughs> for uh, right. We end racism next week on the yes. Well, we have podcast. to have the <clears throat> we have to have okay so here's some things that have to happen we have to have you know okay so here's some predictions on my end um we have to have a big standoff between um the newly badass john the uh the uh agent versus judo master that's gonna happen right we gotta have the john cena versus john cena's dad moment we have to have Mern versus goth we have to yeah. have um the uh you know, I would really hope that Amber and her husband return to yell at each other again. That would be awesome that they yeah. they have a fight or they become characters. They were funny. And I feel like there's one more kind of like vigilante. Like, who is his opponent? Like, who's who's he got to go? Maybe he's got to go after uh, the Swede, maybe, you know? Vigilante has to go against anyone who Cena gives attention to. Okay, fair enough. Because he wants all the attention for himself. So I think... Vigilante is the one who ends up killing probably Cena's dad. Ah, uh, because Cena hesitates like at the beginning. Yeah. And and therefore he has no character arc and ends up right where he was when he started. Yeah. <laughs> Mandy? Yeah, a lot of quality stuff. No. All right. Okay. <laughs> Mandy's like, I did. Not yeah. Even, yeah. One listening. Don't care. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> Sayonara. Bye. Sad. Look sad. Look sad. Fucking ass. Come on. Look sad. 
Does this look sad? Hey. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Shh, shh. Ah, <laughs> oh, look at you.